Ryan Dawson, what's up, man? Welcome back to the kill stream. How's it going? Is this audio only? Uh, no, I'm on camera. Oh, you just can't see me because I don't have it turned on. Hold on. No, there you go. No, I'm on camera. Oh, okay. Yeah. This, trying to get this. Oh, to focus. Um, yeah, buzzing. I know yeah. how that goes. Yeah. No, it is what it is. It works every time, though. I know. Like, sometimes every once in a while, I have to do that. Try it again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah my hand comes up clear. All right, come on back. All right, let's see. Yeah, you got to be slow. Yeah, do it slower. Yeah. yeah. Talk to the hand. <laughs> are we live? I hope not. Yeah, we are. <laughs> oh, how interesting. Yes. I've had to do this before, though, actually, I've, on air. Yeah, I don't know what, but the, it, if you can just keep your hand. Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, no, it's fine. They've seen it before. Uh, but welcome See back my, to the show, man. Is it this way? My boycott is right in the back there. <laughs> before it was cool. <laughs> That's right. Now, okay, Wait. so tell us from your perspective. We've been talking about it a lot, obviously. Um, what's going on in Gaza and Israel? Well, you know, it's a cyclical thing, isn't it? I mean, you had cast lead and pillar of God. Now are they calling it iron swords or something? I would yeah. point out that on Thursday, October the 5th, over 800 rabbis went into the Alaska mosque and performed Talmudic rituals in the Muslim holy site. Now, that isn't like two people. This is over 800 rabbis and university professors, all ultra-Zionists, went into the holy site in Jerusalem, protected by the IDF, and started doing Talmudic rituals inside the mosque. Now, ask yourself what possible positive outcome were they expecting from that stunt nothing good and what has hamas named their operation alaska flood they've named it after the stunt that these jewish supremacists did in the holy site now people who aren't religious might not like who cares well if you're a devout Muslim or Jew, it's a big deal. They they wouldn't take kindly if a bunch of uh, Muslims went into a Jewish holy site uh, protected by you know the police and just took it over on a on a Muslim holiday or something and started having Ramadan in there. But they would never put up with that. So that's what kind of sparked this. Um, but it's really the straw that broke the camel's back because obviously there's already a blockade and ongoing occupation and the annexation of the West Bank and all the daily abuses that Palestine faces. I know people are reacting to, you know, handfuls of uh, pictures they're seeing of civilians who are dead from the music festival or from some of the settlements. I would, and uh, yeah, it's wrong to kill civilians, but I would point out and all these people, oh, it's just both sides or whatever. no. There's never been peace. This year, from January to August, the Israelis killed 189 civilians just in the West Bank. That's just the stats for the West Bank. 189. None of them soldiers. They don't have any soldiers. So during the peacetime, peace to them just means peace for the Israelis. All the abuse they're doing to Palestinians, murdering them, almost 200, a lot of them kids, many more injured, many more arrested without charges, the demolition of houses. Sometimes they don't even knock them down. They just move in and kick the family out. So this is mine now. Who in the world would put up with that? And the problem is people don't know that that's happening because it's not covered on Zionist media. 
in addition to all of the abuse they've done in the West Bank and Gaza, they've also done a multitude of airstrikes in Syria where they've also killed civilians aimed at the commercial airport in Damascus, mostly, which is an act of war. They're taking fighter jets paid for by the United States and attacking the capital city of a foreign country. Now imagine, flip it around. Imagine if Jews were having their homes bulldozed and they were being thrown off the land and Arabs were moving in or Muslims were moving in. Imagine if Syria had warplanes and was striking Tel Aviv airport routinely, fire in, you know, complete violation of their sovereignty, coming with war jets and shooting at them. Imagine if Jews had to live in cages like the Palestinians do in Hebron, where uh, and imagine Arabs just dumped their trash on them and stuff, put gates around their homes so their kids couldn't get back home from school. Imagine just flip everything upside down. And then finally, the Jews, after a temple was raided, decided enough's enough, broke through the wall, uh, started killing Arab soldiers and, yes, some civilians. You know, but and, and also imagine when all this happened that the media was deaf to the whole thing. Because I've been talking with people. They don't have any clue that Israel's attacked Syria. They don't know that they annexed the West Bank. They don't know. I didn't even know how many civilians they killed this year. I got sick of counting. It was dozens every month. There was like 12 in September in one day. So, like, this is the backdrop. We go, oh, who are civilians? Well, Israel murders civilians all year long anyway, and last year, and the year before. 2022 was probably the worst. Um, There's only 288 civilians they murdered and the property they've stolen. So this is the context. You wonder why people, why they voted in Hamas, why they have so much support. They have nothing to lose. They'll turn their electricity off whenever they feel like it. They can cut their water off. They've overflowed their sewage. Um, and when they bomb them, when they routinely bomb Gaza, as they do, they take out water treatment centers. They bomb Gaza University. They've now bombed it again. They bomb agricultural centers. They're trying to starve these people. They're trying to squeeze these people. And they say, why don't they leave? To where? It's a little 25-mile strip. Where are they supposed to go? Two million people. Well, oh, yeah, they just go to Egypt. And they'll say, well, these other Arab states won't let them in. Well, part of that is because you pay them not to. Or America, when we say you. Mubarak and then C.C. Morsi, all of them, they've been paid to look the other way. Jordan and Egypt and Syria have taken in refugees. But it isn't their responsibility to like, oh, well, they could just leave. Well, so could you. I mean, you move there from Europe anyway. One of the best videos I've seen in this conflict was a man that went back to his former house and the family's there. He's got them all sitting on the floor in the living room. He's like, I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to kill you. He has to speak to them in English because they don't speak Arabic or Hebrew because they're from Poland. And they asked the guy, he's like, where are you from? He's like, oh, I'm Polish. Oh, now you're Polish. You're not Jewish now. <laughs> you were Jewish when you moved in my house for free and kicked my family out and put your family here. But now you're Polish and you have nothing to do with it. You're just innocent Polish person. These people are thieves, you know, but he's got kids. So you can't just put a bullet in his head. You know, it's not that um, easy to resolve when people squat and annex territory. But thieves are supposed to be put to death anyway. And they know damn well when they move into someone's house why they're able to do it. Because they're of the uh, self-proclaimed chosen race of God. 
this privileged class that just gets to take land away from other people. And they're not even Hebrew. Even if they were, that wouldn't matter. But it's just funny, like in their mind, like, well, we returned after 3,000 years or something. Such a ridiculous justification for the brutality and theft that they are involved in. And people forget, and you know, during the Ukraine conflict, how many times you hear me like, do you know the history of Ukraine? Or how many times have they gone over the history of Palestine in this conflict? They have the biblical version. Yeah, it's like the fantasy kind of King David and all that. They don't know actual history. And and the problem in the U.S. is you can't undermine the Jewish land claims without undermining fundamentalist Christians at the same time. Because they think, like, that's their land. God gave it to them. How do you reason with that? (laughs) Like, okay. Well, what do you think about the general bloodlust that we've seen on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it now. Uh, oh, yes. It really has. I don't know that I've ever seen anything quite like this. Uh, it, it's happened I remember, before in I history. I saw this like, staring a rock. Yeah, I, remember, I, I said it reminds me of a rock, but I don't know. It the glass parking cr- lot, you know. Yeah, exactly yeah, there was Johnny. a lot of yeah. that. Yeah, you're right. There was a lot of that. Because they thought they had something to do with 9-11 because the Israelis lied and said Iraq gave anthrax to Muhammad Atta. It wasn't true. They said they witnessed it. They lied. They made that up. And that got a war going with Iraq over nothing. And, you know, and hundreds of thousands of Iraqis were killed. And they, you know, and their homes were blown up and Fallujah got hit with depleted uranium and carpet bombed and the rest of it. And there was no purpose in invading Iraq. They weren't a threat to the United States. They didn't have anything to do with 9-11. But a bunch of Zionists lied about it and they were never called out for it after the fact. Even though people know there are no WMDs, they don't know who the progenitors of those lies were because it's just all day. If you look at the office of special plans, if you look at where James Woolsey was getting his information about the meeting in Prague and all, it always goes back to Zionist Jews. Pearl, Wolfowitz, Fife, Woolsey, Abrams, they're all Jewish Zionists. They're all Israel firsters. America last, that's what they are. But you got these weirdos like that, uh, what's his name, Jigsaw, Loomer, something oh, like that. Oh, she's been losing That is guy. just calling for genocide. And what's sick is, I know people in X are like, we need to just wipe them out, glass parking lot, blah, blah, blah. But Israeli politicians in the Knesset have been saying things like this for decades. Yeah, They want like a final solution. They just want pure genocide. Just, just mow them all down. Mowing the lawn is what they used to say. Cutting the grass. I remember I, Norman Finkelstein's got a a good speech on that. I had dinner with Gideon Livy, the owner of Haaretz. And it's weird that, you know, Israeli papers are more accurate than our own in the United States. All the papers, the New York Times, Washington Post, the rest of it, and all the mass media, not one of them talked about the rabbis raiding the Alatska Mosque. Not one. They just act like Hamas did a surprise attack for no reason out of the blue and that Israel didn't see it coming. They provoked the attack. They were warned by the Egyptians and others that look, something's coming. Hamas was gearing up because they knew during the Jewish holiday that they would pull some stunt and they were ready for it. What I think they miscalculated, they meaning the Israelis, is usually Hamas fires a couple of rockets they're not missiles they don't have warheads yeah because when i first saw it i was like oh hamas is firing off a few rockets okay it makes sense 
but it ended up being a major offense. Because that's how it always had been. They're victim yeah. of, of their own success. It's kind of like Lee at Gettysburg. He won every time and then suddenly made a mistake on that third day. But, well, uh, he did. They had Long his Street. Should have listened to him. Yeah, yeah. They had his plans. They had, they had McClellan had his plans before them. Anyway, yeah. they had always been able to just get a few rockets, two or three. Usually, I think the Israelis shot them themselves sometimes. Land in a field, do no damage, react to their own provocations, and then go flat in Gaza. And they're like, we have the Iron Dome. <laughs> I had an interview with Ted Postal, an actual rocket scientist from MIT, back in 2014. I think Marm Sisley talked to him as well about just what a farce both the Patriot system and the Iron Dome are. And that it would ever, if it ever was shot at in mass, it would get exposed. Well, look at all the rockets that have been landing. And these aren't you know, supersonic cruise missiles or something. These are rockets, like mortar shells, basically. And they're landing at will. That Iron Dome is crap. Uh, hasn't protected them at all. That's been exposed. But I think that they thought, okay, they'll fire a few rockets, and then we'll go carpet bomb them like we always do. But that's not what happened. They fired thousands of rockets. They punched a hole through the security fence. They blew up the gate, and they grabbed pieces of uh what well pieces of palestine east of gaza i mean the occupied palestine they grabbed them and they did it the last day of a jewish holiday there's a music festival there in the gev where the nova festival whatever all these sugar babies and sugar daddies go there and get high and listen to music it's like woodstock for them or something burning man of israel whatever and they got caught stoned and drunk and captured now, the Israeli Hasbara is saying there's 240 dead civilians from the music festival. No pictures or anything. Just, oh, really? You went around and counted these corpses? They have no photos. There's this one picture of that German girl in the back of a truck um, in a bikini or whatever. But that's how they were dressed already. They didn't strip them down to that. That's uh, They were dancing around like that anyway. There's the degenerate society. And it's unfortunate that any civilian would get killed in, or captured in a war, but they're capturing people because they need hostages for prisoner exchanges because nothing else is work. You got to think they're at the point of annihilation. And when they see settlers and some of these women in videos, those are soldiers because they have compulsory service. They're on the front line. You know, they got shot just like the men you're holding a gun. You're getting killed too. settlers are thieves. A lot of them evacuated, a lot of them ran away. Some of them got captured. Mostly for the music festival, it seems that they were not just gunned down by the hundreds. They were taken captive. And some of these captives have now died because of the air campaign in Gaza is not interested in freeing hostages. It's interested in blowing up apartment buildings the way they had already planned. And some of these um, captives are, you know, they don't have like a military base to put them in. So they're also getting killed from friendly fire. There was an incident in the Lebanese border where the Israelis were shooting at each other. Just, you know, something made a loud noise and they got confused. And they started killing each other, which is just perfect. Um, <laughs> but, you know, because it just shows the sheer panic. And this is the other great thing about the holiday, the timing. It was really stupid for these rabbis to pull this stunt. But again, I think they thought it'd just be a couple rockets. A lot of their fighting age forces in cyprus or wherever abroad on vacation partying and so a lot of them aren't there they can't get in because all of these um 
dual passport holders from Brooklyn and Poland or wherever are trying to leave Bingurian Airport. And at the same time, they're trying to get their reservists who are soldiers back into the airport. So, well, fly them into a military base, but they're having problems. And the thing is, all they have to do is fire a couple rockets at the airport. And then the Iron Dome will overreact and fill the sky, which prevents <laughs> them from having commercial planes. And so for very cheaply, they can just, and yep, no planes are leaving today. So their own defense system is keeping them hostage, or not hostage, but keeping their diaspora from going home because they, they're not from the Middle East, let's be honest, and preventing their soldiers from returning, which is oh, hilarious. That is pretty funny. I actually didn't know that wrinkle. Uh, now let me uh, ask you these couple questions. So um, let's see, about 8.50 live, Chief of Staff says, very cool. Follow the channel, hit like if you don't already. Super chat questions in if you have some. Frank says, don't you think we put too much energy into the sand blank? I won't say the whole term. He didn't use the hard R term. But uh, uh, that, what, yeah. Hey, is this Rumble? I'll share it right now. Let's see. What is this? Yeah, it is Rumble. All right, I'll get on there. Share it in Telegram. Can't really share stuff on Twitter. I would have suspended. Oh, that's the other thing. When this oh, conflict yeah. kicked off, I couldn't post anything. I was suspended. And I thought, so well, something pops off in Gaza yeah. because every time I get a suspension. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? On. What do you say to that guy? He says, do we put too much energy into this? Of course, this is one of my big issues too. But um, I have I have gotten that thrown back at me before on this. What I mean, the energy we're putting into it. Who's we? I mean, the U.S. government <laughs> or what? Well, I mean, maybe I guess he's saying we could talk about we could be talking about something else versus this. And who cares well, if look, they kill this, each other? It's whether, maybe you don't give a damn about Palestinians or not. It doesn't matter. Your government is going to send them billions of dollars, which is going to affect you. The consequences of this in foreign policy will come back on your gas prices, on your grocery prices, on inflation. So you can't just whatever. It doesn't matter. It does. The U.S. carrier groups are sent over there. They're getting all this rhetoric about Iran. It's something you ought to pay attention to because it could escalate. All right. Now, also, there's a question. Let me try to pull this up so I can read it properly. Okay. So there's a question. What does Dawson think of Destiny's boilerplate, condemn all violence and stand with Israel, middle of the road statement? Uh, and it's pretty It's pretty long. Um so it's it's kind of both sides i guess um but he's been yeah that's critical. the false equivocation that like npr would do they'll go well israel killed it. okay if you're condemning both sides now you're starting the story in the middle because like i said they murdered 189 people in peacetime before this war started and i don't think destiny reported on any of those i don't think he even knows about it when he, th that guy always, he's so clueless on everything, but he approaches it with the utmost confidence because like, he read something on Reddit that day <laughs> and goes and talks about it. And he just doesn't know what he's talking about at all. Obviously, like, I'm not a big fan of Hamas or anything either, but I understand it. I, I absolutely understand why they want to kill them. After all the abuse they've been through, any other nation would act the same. That's what I always say. Uh, and then people are, oh, my God, I can't believe they did that. Well, I mean, 
is it really that crazy that they went in and killed a bunch of people? Like, what else are you going to respect? Like, I mean, clearly. Nothing else is working. They can't talk to them. They can't negotiate. They never, you know, the UN doesn't do anything. Most of the time, the resolutions get vetoed by the United States. And even when they do pass, nothing happens. We're going to condemn the settlements. Okay. They keep building them. <laughs> nothing happens. There's no consequence for the Israeli state. So violence is all that's left. They made violence inevitable by not allowing any other pathway. Yeah, I, I just don't. I don't know. So people just aren't informed on the issue, particularly in the United States, and they don't want them informed. That's the <laughs> uh, that's another just, problem. Just imagine if uh, the cartels or something just started going into Arizona and just threw people out of their houses and took them away. Like that's an act of war, obviously. They said, "Nah, this is this is Mexican now." Just and if you resist, they shoot you. And imagine. Not one single paper television station covered it. It's impossible. But that's what's going on in the West Bank. And in Gaza, they have a blockade, a calorie count. They're not allowed any kind of international trade. They squeeze them. They put them, they'll sell them electricity and water. They make a dependency state on these people to Israel for corporate interests. They'll exploit them for virtual slave labor. But they don't have basic things. And it's because... Israel's decided it's a bound to stand. And in the other side of Palestine, it's an apartheid. They sit on the water aquifers. These people with water shortages while the Israelis are swimming in pools in homes that the Palestinians used to own. It's disgusting. I can't imagine the level of hatred. I get mad when some, you know, some immigrant stabs somebody in Chicago or something like that. I can't imagine like a state sponsored collective genocidal racial replacement and that's what's going on also, only a jew can live in a jewish settlement now talk it's about a, the blockade as well uh because they've cut they've cut all everything coming into gaza now and no power no food nothing and i mean i i could be wrong i think that's a war crime is it not <laughs> uh, it is and, and no electricity which means no sewage treatment right no power to do that. right yeah Egypt can provide some elect from their grid from the south, so it's not completely dark yet. Uh, they'll try and bribe them to turn that off as well. They're amassing like 100,000 soldiers, they say. But today was supposed to be the day. You know, we were in 48 hours, but they still haven't even gotten the territory back that Gaza acquired, the adjacent territories around Gaza. And... I'm seeing videos where military bases have been abandoned. There's just a few Bedouin soldiers that get shot. Everyone else has run north, and they left all the gear behind. All these armored vehicles, even a, at least one tank, have been captured because they just left them there and ran. This is the you know most powerful army in the Middle East. They ran away. They're too soft. They don't want to die to oppress people. They'll do it when there was no skin in the game, but they benefit. The settlers will go and squat there. And I think as a result of this war, like Israel will eventually through the air campaign alone, uh, just pound them back into submission. But they've set fire to like Ashkelon, for example, north of Gaza. No one's going to move back there. They don't feel safe. And in destroying the settlement process, uh, 
you wreck Israel as it, it's never been like this before. Because a lot of the Jewish diaspora is leaving. They're, they're getting on the first plane they can to get out of there. And a lot of people in that all that region around Gaza are moving north, are moving further away. So even if Palestine doesn't get the territory, neither does Israel. Because no one's going to want to repopulate that area. They're scared to death. Yeah, and you raise a good point. Like, I haven't heard anybody else say that, actually. Um, and I would have thought that's I, what I think Hamas's goal because they're like, yeah. what are they going to do? They don't think, what are they going to capture Tel Aviv? Unlikely. Like, that's no, 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 no. That's not what they're doing. They're trying to get a corridor to the West Bank and they're trying to, they're burning. The, like, if you look at it, when they get these settlers' houses, they set them on fire, they set the factories on fire. They know they can't keep it, they know they can't hold it. They don't have to. All they have to do is destroy it. Like, okay, are you going to come? Bulldoze down well, psychological all those houses, too. It also rebuild is like, again and live really right want, next to us again. Yeah, do you really yeah. want to go live next to Gaza? Maybe you want to reconsider this because the last bunch it didn't turn out so well for. Uh, That's right. Right. Yeah. And exactly. That's the. I mean, how else can you stop it other than like psychological That's why warfare? Some settlers had yeah. to die too. It's like, look, you're a thief. So under Islamic law, like you can get your hand cut off if you steal someone's house. You're not innocent. You might be you're not a soldier, but you're not innocent either. You're a criminal. And you can be put to death. And unfortunately, it's like, oh, well, let's just have a war where only soldiers kill each other. Some of these businessmen and stuff are just as much a part of the occupation as the soldiers. That's right. It's your soldier's job to protect you. They got around them and got to you because you're sitting there squatting on someone's house. They need to feel the pain because in killing even a handful of settlers scares all the rest of them from even moving there in the first place. They come in mass because they think I can do this. I can take their property. I can just call them animals and da -da, and just steal their shit and put my kids in their kids room and take all their stuff because nothing will happen to me. They, there's no moral, like obviously that's immoral and you should feel guilty about that, but they don't, they don't have any remorse. They don't have any guilt. They don't care. They're like, yeah, I got mine. So what's something everyone listens to, even if they're immoral violence. Once, you know, oh, damn, dad got a bullet in his head. Like, maybe we shouldn't have taken that guy's house after all. And a lot of them, they're sitting there crying and stuff. You can look through their tears and think that person has to know that they earned this when they came and stole this house from this person. Like, how long do you think that was going to last? You can't occupy people forever. Yeah, that's what I've always said. I mean, look, you know, you can be like, oh, it's fucked up. They shouldn't have done this and that. Well, First off, you have to look at it from Hamas's point of view. What is the only way to stop it? Like, you need a big strike. You need to strike fear, basically. And you know you're going to mm -hmm. take... I mean, Israel's going to kill a lot of people. They've already well, they killed, killed 200 so. civilians before the war yeah. started. So, look... They killed multiple you, civilians you, today, like 100 and something, I think, today. Oh, yeah. So they've been, they've been killing them. They killed... Almost every war they ever have with Gaza, all they do is kill civilians. They hardly ever fight with Hamas. They fly over them and bomb apartment buildings and stuff. They always kill civilians in mass. They've been killing civilians all year long as part of their occupation, killing Palestinians. And so, look, uh, you reap what you sow. How long are they going to be like it, they don't get any advantage of being moral and saying, OK, well, you kill civilians, but we won't because the press is Zionist and is never going to mention that anyway. So. What do they care what someone's opinion is in Australia or whatever? Oh, I, I don't like that they're killing. They're going to kill settlers because those people are criminals anyway. They, if they find you, you're dead. 
has gotten to that point because you're an occupier. You're part of the problem. You went in and took their land. You killed their kids. You arrest them for no reason. You sit there and cry. Somebody throws a stone at your armored vehicle, which is in their territory. I don't have sympathy at all for these people. Like you got your comeuppance. It's like a bunch of Yankee carpetbaggers went around looting houses and setting homes on fire in the South. If someone shot one of them, even though they're not in the military, you're a crook. You deserve to die. Well, I mean, that's just what happens when you steal somebody's shit uh, and you mm -hmm. subjugate them and enslave them in an open-air prison for, I don't know, 70 years or whatever it is now. Um, and it just keeps getting worse and worse, too. You Anybody seen the map, if you follow this at all, of, yeah. you know, just the territory and then just now how spotty it is now versus, uh, you know, 47, 67, all this shit. The whole uh, state was created by terrorists. Ergun, right? Haganah, Palmach, and Stern Gang, these group yes. of terrorists, Ben-Gurians of terrorists. You know, yes. Menachem Begin was a terrorist and yes. financed by the same kind of people that stole nuclear material from the United States, financed by the same people that blew up and murdered British people on a boat, 55 British sailors, same people that attacked the American ship and killed 35 with the Liberty, same people that blow up hotels, blow up airplanes, engage in every manner of every terrorist act. Target you know assassinations. Of. Yeah. Target assassinated. Yes. Squirting poison in people's ears, stealing passports and false flagging other people. Um, is on and on. And they've invaded all their neighbors, preemptive wars. They started the Six-Day War. They bombed the Egyptian Air Force while it was on the ground, slaughtered POWs. They've done every manner of war crime there is. And then, they, you know, if you want to get into things they've done to the U.S., they killed Kennedy, both of them. They had a, a tight role in September 11th, celebrating the attacks and shielding the Al-Qaeda members from local law enforcement. Falsely attaching it to Iraq. The Iraq war was based on their Hasbara. The Syrian war was based on their Hasbara. The sanctions on Iran. Our entire Middle East policy is because of this parasitic lobby and blackmail ring combo they have in the United States. It doesn't benefit us at all to be an ally of Israel. Even when there is a war, they can't even fight in it with us because we'd lose all of our Arab allies. They're not the unsinkable aircraft carrier. They're, they give us nothing but more demands. And they've been getting $11 million a day uh, for my whole life. They just increased their aid package. I mean, Obama brought it up to like $4.9 You know, other than Ukraine because of the war. Israel is the largest aid recipient in the world. We gave In the 90s, we gave more aid to Israel than the entire continent of Africa by a factor of seven. And this is the thing. The second highest aid recipient was Egypt to pay off Mubarak, which is in Africa. So that shows you how much money they're giving to the Israelis. That's right. Number two was Egypt. Uh, and there's a big scandal. Except for 97, it was Turkey. But that was while they, while they were ethnically cleansing um, Armenians, which they deny. You know. They never did that. They, I know. Of course they not. did it. <laughs> like, they did, yes. <laughs> And, right. and I don't remember Romanians having any stories of electric floors or 
soaps. And no, I haven't heard that. And, I don't know. No. Maybe I'll have to. They just shot them, and that's bad enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you die either way. So, um, all right, now let's see. Galactic says, do you think that a Republican administration, Trump or otherwise, would use this as a springboard to Iran? Well, I don't know if you saw earlier, but Lindsey Graham was already saying we should uh, blow up one Iranian oil refinery for each uh hostage killed, I guess, or American hostage killed. He said we should just start bombing Iran uh, since they were the ones behind it. Uh, but anyway, the rest of the question says... It's like the ghost of John McCain. Yeah, no, it was. That's what I said. Hole, you know? I said <laughs> McCain had to be smiling down. I didn't say that exactly, but I said McCain had to be smiling, looking up. I say? <laughs> wherever, he, wherever he is, if he can see it, I imagine he was happy with what he saw because it really reminded me of John McCain. Through That's his burning eyeballs. Yeah. yeah. Wherever it's he like is. like the... The demon spirit of McCain went up Lindsay's ass again. And uh, <laughs> he's just become sake. the new John McCain. He's yeah. a profiteering, warmongering lunatic. But he's one of these sissy, fundamentalist Christians from South Carolina. He's a closet homosexual, and everyone knows it. He's so deep in the closet, he ran into Fuentes. <laughs> the guy's gayer than a cock-flavored lollipop, so like I usually say. Or, you know, the guy queers a football bat. And we all know. And so I think he's compromised as part of it. And we also know he was war profiteering off Ukraine. And it doesn't shock me at all that he he's delusional enough to want war with Iran. Iran can win a defensive war. They'd have no prayer on the They couldn't even get across the ocean to hit the U.S. But they could hit U.S. bases in Iraq. They could give us problems. But that is, short of using nuclear weapons, not winnable, not worth it. And they want to start a war with Iran. Like, are you crazy? Because it won't be just Iran. Iran's got allies, too. You are flirting with a real disaster there. One thing Iran could do if the U.S. ever attacked them or blew up an oil refinery, because you can't just shoot one thing. You shoot one thing and you're at war. You know, you can't just blow up one for every whatever you right. said. You're going to be at war. And you know what they would do? They would use their supersonic missiles to take out the, the northern oil fields in Saudi Arabia which would mean no gas. The, the whole planet would shut down from shortages of oil and gas. It's the, that is their, their Samson option. It's like, oh, yeah? What if we blow up Saudi oil, which they can reach, and they proved it. They, they blamed it on Yemen, whatever. They proved it. They played tag. They watch this. Kabam. You can't block this. There's nothing you can do about cruise missiles. There's no Patriot system, THAAD, whatever, because that's for high altitude. It's not going to stop it. Too fast, and they can tag it whenever they want. So if you ever try to go into Iran or just, you know, do a limited strike, they will strike back and that's what they're going to hit. Now, let's see. I and see. you're vulnerable. You know how many riots would be in all these leftist cities if uh, they didn't have gasoline for even a few days? <laughs> well, I could yeah. think about it being pretty bad here. <laughs> I'm in Mexico still. I'm in Merida. Uh, and if there was suddenly no gas uh, at all, mm. uh, there's a pretty big car drive of course people walk here too but well, like graham wants to go to war up. with the cartels too i was like I oh know, i don't like hearing that at all honestly and oh yeah just that's like my attacking mind. i live in mexico it's like what you just yeah. start what you just invade you without it. it no you can't do you it can't do it. it's like attacking an anthill with a hammer it's dumb as fuck and it's like okay do you have you ever heard of national sovereignty you can't just Lob missiles at the cartel or send yeah. seals in all you can't these crazy send the shit. Air Force into no. Mexico. That's an invasion of their sovereignty. Of course. And you, it wouldn't work. What are you going to do? Blow up the, the labs? Like some of them are in basements under a house somewhere in Mexico City. Like good luck finding all the labs. Like, 
you can't address that problem militarily. The best thing you can you do stop is drug use in the first place. stop. Yeah. You'd have to stop so. the demand for drugs in the first place culturally. Dang. That's all you can do. Yeah. Just work on, I mean, look, it sounds dumb, but you know, no one you makes can't you stop somebody who, right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Believe me. I know not fentanyl, but like you can't stop somebody who wants to use, like, I mean, they're going to figure out how mm -hmm. to use. It's going to happen. There's too much profit margin. I've talked about this forever. Like there's always going to be enough, uh, like impetus for somebody to start selling drugs for one because it'll make more money than what they're doing now or make it on the side and a user's going to use until they don't want to use anymore uh part of it is because how bad the health care is in the u.s they can't yeah. get what they needed true and so they get street oxy or whatever you know and then they get hooked and da, 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 da. but if or they're drinking and smoking an injury all the time and they just been able else, to get it treated yeah, yeah. you know yep so they never look at that. They're always like, oh, let's blame them for selling it. I'm like, well, why is there such a big demand for it in the U.S. in the first place? Right. Well, it's already fucked up. Like, I mean, and they, <laughs> they don't understand. Like a war with Mexico wouldn't go very well. You can't. It just do understand. It's decentralized. And it's like, which cartel are you going to get first? You're going to try and hit them all at once. I mean, you could close the ports down. And a cruise and stuff and slow it down a little bit, but you'd never that's a 50 year thing like guerrilla war. Uh, it'd be um, you'd have to have the Mexican governments uh to comply and do it with you, of course. And that's not going to happen unless you start outpaying them what the cartel pays them. <laughs> like a lot of the Allegedly, police, I don't know, I love the Mexican bombs. government, I can't. Oh, I can't that, say anything. you're not saying that, I'm saying that, <laughs> right? Right, I can't you know, say anything. Yeah. I love the Mexican government, they always go along with me, but uh, yeah, there's no corruption at all, and nobody ever know. takes a bribe ever. No, <laughs> None. Uh, I'm yeah. not in my yeah. experience, I, I've always right. always been above board, uh, and I love the great country of Mexico. Now, uh, let me read this, uh, let me read this next. I like this. Mexico, I too. actually do love Mexico, by the way. That's not a joke, it's really nice here. Uh, of course, I'm in Merida, you know, there's couple problems they have the spots. best weather lady ever Yannette garcia oh they do actually you're right uh it's pretty <laughs> they have like the woman in the actually. leather the weather and she's in like a cocktail dress there's frequently awesome. a hot babe on television no matter what the time is yeah that's true uh now let's Sound see is here too yeah yeah they just don't care far and there's like yeah unless it's like the bbc or something they try to hold back but like most foreign outlets are just you know hey put the hottest chick on the screen and have her read this i mean that makes sense to me well, too. What's right? the weather like, in Mexico? It's hot, you know. Like again. Yeah, it's hot. Well, when I got here, the guy told me he's like, "Yeah, there's basically two seasons. There's hot and then hotter. Uh, that's pretty much the two seasons here in Merida and humid. Although now this time of year, it's really nice at night and it's not humid. And this is like the best time actually to be in Merida. Uh, now let's see. Frank says, "Couple wars going on in the Congo at the minute. Take the oxygen out of this. Let the Arabs Arab." He says, "Well, I don't know if you have takes on the Congo." Um, but I would say it's this not, is that's boring. an ongoing thing. And, you know, the French have been kicked out of Africa. You've got a lot of this is not the United States, actually. And it's not China. That's where everybody's dumb takes are. It's the UAE. The UAE smuggling gold out of Sudan, for example, and fostering the civil war there. And then, of course, you have the, the incidences in Niger. And um, I see this as this green agenda from these WEF weirdos, they had Germany cut their nuclear power off. They start buying electricity from France, who keeps theirs on. And then suddenly, suddenly there's a coup in Niger, which is where they get the uranium from. So if they can't get the French government to cut it off, they'll cut off the supply. And it's part of this woke 
green agenda, this weird back to nature freaks that um, are trying to destroy the middle class by cutting off any uh, affordable energy possible, which includes nuclear and includes oil and gas. Because you see the pipelines are blown up and sanctions on Russia. They're trying to squeeze them. And the, what they've realized is under the pretext of going green, your wind and solar power, whatever, which doesn't work, they are reducing the sources on fossil fuels and nuclear energy, which is raising the price of energy, which is destroying anybody from the middle class from being able to go up a level. It's like they get they get stuck, you know, with being hand to mouth. And it's really bad policy for Europeans and the United States, but they do it. They I don't get it. Like, why would you turn off think nuclear power that's already been built? It isn't putting carbon in the air anyway, but they that's what they did. At the same time, they open their borders and they have welfare states like, OK, let's pay a bunch of people to not work and cut our energy off. That would be great for the economy. <laughs> <laughs> but who's behind this? They, I don't think they have control over their own states. It's not in the German interest. It's not in the British interest. It's not in French interest to have these policies. But they're politicians. And if you look at their cabinet, it's his uh, bell ringing as the Americas. They're not worried about their interests. And you've seen what some of the Israelis are saying, too. Let's deport all these Arabs to Europe. They, huh, huh. You want an ethno state, <laughs> and you want closed borders, but you want the exact opposite for Europeans, and you want to displace Arabs from their native land and put them in Europe, where they're not from, where they don't speak the same language, where they don't have the same culture, usually don't have the same religion. They're, that doesn't make any sense. They can stay where they are. You can go back to Europe. Of course, nobody wants the <laughs> nobody wants the Zionists. Yeah, they don't usually get along well. Long they don't get along with anybody because yeah. they have an ideology of racial supremacy. They hate, they're like, you dumb goyim, blah, blah, blah. Like, who wants to live next to people like that that think they're, you know, holier than thou? God chose me and he gave me land. And like, it's the most arrogant faith I've ever come across. Every, actually, most religions are inclusive. They're like, well, as long as you believe in XYZ, you can be uh, such and such. Only in Judaism, they have a concept of a bloodline to Jacob. And like, you have to, you know, be ethnically, racially Jewish to be Jewish, to be accepted as it. Disgusting. By the way, Frank says, you're wrong. Ralph SEAL team's killing CIA operation as U.S. on U.S. Uh, also, I see RNG, RNG, I don't know if I said that right, but. RM Jim Zeus. Yeah, Jim Zeus. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. It says, watch the Dawson film on the origin story of Israel, and then it has um, the Patriot, how, how terrorists oh, formed a nation. Yeah, it's called How Terrorists Formed a Nation. That's a good one. So it's, uh, yeah. it's really fun to be able to put these things on Twitter. I've been banned for so many years. And then I'm like, oh, I, I'm like, I've already made a movie about this. I don't have to sit here and type this out. <laughs> now, what did they <laughs> have all you suspended these... for, though? I, yeah, like 2018 or something. And I, I don't know. I periodically get banned and make another account starting at zero, you know, and then they yeah. ban that one all. But like my main name or whatever got banned like four years ago. I got it back this year. Got suspended in February. Got it back in the same, like. 12 days later yeah, that happened to me. got sus yeah i got suspended um i've had a bunch of like little 11 hour suspensions they were giving me a two-week one and i did an appeal 
and I got it back. I'm like, do not ban me through this whole Gaza conflict. It, yeah, I'm like, everyone's looking. What's he got to say? And yeah. I'm not posting anything. I'm like, well, yeah, it's got to go to my Telegram because Twitter is fragile. And even when I do post things on Twitter, I'm like, yeah, I can't say that. Oh, I can't say that either. And it's the most real things. The best arguments you can make, you're not allowed to make and you know it. And I know a lot of the people, they don't want to lose their account, so they're self-censoring. So you've got to get on Rumble or Odyssey, but Rumble, Telegram, VK, those are where you can actually say what you want to say. And, you know, Telegram has been great as far as all these stories because you there isn't you're not allowed on Facebook or anywhere else. And that's a great place to get uh, on the ground firsthand information of this conflict. Same with Ukraine. People are like, I haven't seen all these videos about Ukraine. I'm like, because you're not on Telegram. They won't let you put that on Twitter. And they're censoring it as fast as they can about Gaza, too. The only reason they let them put some videos up is they're like, oh, well, if it shows a civilian or something, yeah, put that on there. Yeah, put that on there. Um, I, I can't believe anybody in the U.S. Congress can wave their finger around or pontificate about civilian deaths. I mean, look at our track record. Look at Israel's own track record this year. They don't care about civilians. It's only like when one of their civilians finally gets killed, and then it's like, oh, look at these terrorists. Well, aren't you terrorists? You've been killing them all year. You're you're the one occupying them. They're not occupying you. Look at all civilians America has killed in all these little different wars and coup d'etats. Do they care about the civilians in Odessa that got walled up and burned to death? No, they celebrated it. Victoria Newland was loving it. Now, if Russia had done it, you'd hear all about it. But when Ukraine does it, nothing. When Israel does it, nothing. When the United States does it, nothing. Even within the United States, you, there are people who you'll read about some guy murdered somebody and it, then learn, yeah, he'd been arrested 66 times. Not six times, 60 times. They're not punishing criminals especially if they're of the right color in the united states they'll let them steal now they're letting them kill they might go to jail for a year out again kill again they want you dead you have your media is zionist occupied everything they write is in the service of israel all the war propaganda your foreign policy your energy policy your border policy it's all to serve zionist interests there is no real politic. There's no one um, out for American national interests. You look at the political candidates. What a joke. <laughs> Biden doesn't know where he is. The Republican candidate, I mean, Ron DeSantis signed a bill in Israel. And he's wearing high heels. Did you see that? I did see that. I did see that. That's not good. <laughs> I don't care if someone's short or tall, but I'm like, just accept don't it, wear you know? the heels though yeah yeah wearing high heels is wearing like these, i'd rather either high heels or these, like big ass cowboy high heels like, what is he? yeah <laughs> what a weird it, it just says how self-conscious this prick is like they're yeah. gonna see your shoes i mean you're not do you just well they're not even like just regular okay wear a boot or something if you want to add an inch maybe or something like that yeah but, like the guys wear no these were like like, like this yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> it's like okay no that's not no 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 you didn't even do it at the honest way you know one inch whatever okay you got your boots on 
but like he's no, like those it's like golf this. shoes yeah yeah it's like platforms <laughs> the platforms yeah you know. it's like dude what it the just fuck? shows like everything about you's fake everything about but you know and he's one of the better ones because you look at people like nikki haley holy crap she should just move to israel you know she said Her finish, John them. Dalton. finish them yesterday is what she kept saying oh yeah yeah genocidal like maniac collective punishment They're and like, then i saw josh Halley. Did, i don't know if you saw this tweet before i came on air he said we need I, I, I some in chat thought it was a troll almost but he's a senator from missouri one of them and he said we need to immediately redirect all ukraine aid all aid to ukraine to israel immediately uh that was his argument that he put out on twitter i don't know if that's a troll or what but it was one of the funniest things that i've seen this year i think i mean it it's won't matter <laughs> ukraine's done anyway and is look israel is not as powerful as people think they can do well from the air because they don't have anything that can their little meta two and threes can't really hit an f-15 so they can safely bomb apartment buildings and stuff from the sky but on the ground they're losing because over half their soldiers are running away as soon as one shot's fired they don't want to be there. They have a nice life living in Tel Aviv or Janine or whatever they stole from somebody. They they have a high standard of living and all, and it's a mandatory service. So a lot of them are only there because they are forced to be. So moments like pop, pop, they're like, ah, and they run. Or they injure themselves just to get out of service. And so on paper, they have X number of soldiers, but a lot of them are like girls. A lot of them are like Jewish guys. So they can't fight. They just can bomb things safely from the sky. That's about it. On the ground, they're having a very hard time. And it's not like Hamas is some professionally trained military with body armor and all that. They're wearing T-shirts and, you know, bandanas, and they have some machine guns and stuff. They don't even have proper armor or anything. They don't even have proper modern communication. But they're winning because... A lot of Israelis are just abandoning post. What about as soon as those machine gun turrets got taken out by drones, they didn't know what to do. They they're not really trained for urban warfare when half their team runs away. Yeah, and I never hear that talked about either. But you're right. Uh, I'm watching and, it on video yeah, all day yeah. long. Pop no, point. no, no. You're right. Well, it's yeah. because there's a lot of them are, it's mandatory service. It's like you said, uh, right? And you know, I know that, but and that doesn't work. Don't realize that no. It's like forcing people to be engineers or forcing people to be nurses or something. Like some people, even if they're smart, they don't. They're just not engineers, or they're not like they're not tech people, or they're not this. Or, you're not a soldier. Some people are just not athletic. They're not in shape. They don't have that type of courage. They they can't be, you know. Uh, in the army but they and the reason they make it mandatory is they wouldn't have enough if they didn't they're not going to volunteer to do that because they might actually see combat and a lot of them are like, mm, no way now a lot of them try to get in the air force because they're like well they don't have any air defense but you can see grown-ass men crying about getting on the bus to go south they don't want to go down there they don't want to fight hamas and they got them outgunned. They got the armored vehicles, the tanks, all every advantage. But some of them will die. And that's enough. They can't put skin in the game. It would be better to have a professional military, uh, well-trained, um, people suited for that, than to just force anyone and everyone to do it, including women. 
they have a bunch of girls idf girls doing tiktok and stuff like look at my tight pants isn't this cute <laughs> she does not belong in the army and again it's like pop pop they put the gun down and run now but some of these girls have been killed um some of them stood their ground i guess or didn't know where to go could run as quickly and they're dead i was like well you put women on the front line um what do you expect now what do you think about hezbollah uh are they going to join in the fun or they did shell the golan heights and there was a very weird incident this was last night my time and it's it takes a while to confirm these reports so i'll just y'all take this with a grain of salt but apparently there was a report of like four fighters or something and they're palestinians but they came in from the north so they were afraid it was hezbollah and the israelis took an attack helicopter and blew up an observation uh tower and i saw that on film i'm like was this now or is this from the one in those six let's see i'm looking around for it and well then hezbollah responds because they hadn't done anything the israelis did this in their own confusion there's even some blue on blue six israelis got injured by other israelis in the north they're losing their minds hezbollah has issued statements congratulating hamas and then some of them i don't think it was like directed by hezbollah but some hezbollah fighters took some mortars and shelled the golan heights just to put pressure up there just to to force them to preserve forces in the north so they can't commit everything to the south so it's just demonstrating near them and i heard they also hit the uh El Sheba farms which is this contested territory that israel has stolen from lebanon they hit that but they haven't gone into israel proper because golan heights isn't really israel and neither of the farms they just say it is they are not hitting like haifa or something yet but there is the threat of that um i would see them sitting this out unless israel uh provokes them further but my dream would be obviously yeah all of them in west bank the west bank's on strike now they haven't gone to armed conflict i thought well why don't you hit the settlers but they're on a, a boycott of israel so that's you know better than nothing there isn't much they can do i mean they're not they don't have armaments so they're gonna throw rocks at you you know what i mean there's not much they can do other than a strike so they are in a general strike but you know settlers are running around and like hitting them with cars and attacking any palestinian they see so they've got to be able to defend themselves and there was also a policeman in egypt did you hear this story he shot uh six israelis dead oh, i did hear that yeah and eight injured from a bus that was the story however the video that i saw was two israelis dead and looked like four or five injured it was not on a bus they're all laying around on the ground now they may have brought them off the bus i don't know i don't know if they're these reports come like whatever but it was just an egyptian cop uh lit into some israeli tourists now obviously you shouldn't be shooting tourists and i don't know if they're only tourists so the whole thing is like let's get some more information but sadly collective punishment begets collective punishment if you're just going to kill palestinians randomly in the west bank for being palestinian which they're doing then any israeli tourist anywhere is fair game it's like you reap what you sow if you're going to kill them then you shouldn't feel safe anywhere either that's that eye for an eye mentality and we could say man that's not good but you know 
anyone that's familiar with the situation is sick of it enough. I understand how they reached that point. I totally disagree with shooting a bus full of tourists, but I get it. I get why they did it because the Israelis do it all the time. Well, yeah, I mean, they do it all the time and they have no remorse. And you see it like the bloodthirsty stuff on Twitter. Um, it's just insane. Frank says, Ryan doesn't realize how easy it is to be an engineer. You just need to be on a dinghy in France. He says, oh, and then Jay Dang said, what? <laughs> That's true. Doctors and all those scholars coming to France. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jay Dang's uh, played Hassan's take. Just take a Hassan. clock apart and put it in a suitcase and you get to meet the president, right? <laughs> Remember that? That's it was just true, like yeah. a, a regular the clock. clock that he, yeah, yeah. he took the coiled wires and made them straight. That's it. And he's like, look at this genius kid with his briefcase. He's James Bond already. The look at fuck? this guy. He knows they gave him works. like all these free products and stuff. I was like, this is embarrassing. It's because it was a black kid. It was embarrassing. I'm like, well, you are infantilizing these people. The standard is so low that some kid does this to a clock. And you're like, look at our little child genius. Look at old Tyrone. <laughs> all right. Now, the, Jay Dank's linked Hassan's take. I haven't heard it yet, but he says, are the Turks friends or foes? They're opportunists. They go where the money goes. I'd say foes. I mean, they are in NATO, but I don't think NATO serves our interests. I mean, you mean us or you mean like the our rulers, you know? Uh, Turkey gets along with the United States, um, but not on everything. They're expanding their military bases, too. It's very interesting. This guy, Alexander, he does a uh, History Legends, just did a good video on that. Like, they're... They're being us now. They're expanding their military presence around the world too. They seem to be the wild card in this. Like they, they're the ones that withheld NATO membership uh, for uh, Sweden and Finland for so long. They hold the cards. They are the second most powerful military in NATO after the United States. Uh, but Turkey doesn't give a damn about Palestinians. Turkey was facilitating ISIS fighters in Syria. Turkey's done a lot of dumb stuff. However, um, they do things in their national interest. So they're not subservient to Israel. They're subservient to Erdogan. So when they think that's in their interest, they'll, they will uh, align with Israel. And when they don't think it is, then they won't. So they're nationalists. Uh, and they're, not, they're, they're fans of ethnic cleansing, too. I mean, they'll kill the Kurds. They'll, uh, they're after the PKK. They got problems with Greece. They're fighting over the island of Cyprus. Uh, there's the GN islands. There's a lot of problems Turkey has with their neighbors. And so they're more invested in their domestic problems and problems with the Kurds and Greeks and stuff than they are involved with uh, the United States in any way. Now, if you got any questions, super chat them in powerchat.live slash the Ralph retort, killstream.live slash tip, dollars on Sunset Squad, Rumble Rants, all that. Um, now, what do you think about the R? I saw this. Uh, thrown around that oh you're just like the the leftist uh, if you support Palestine or or this or that of course you know I don't care <laughs> there's nothing left or issue. right wing about not yeah. wanting to kill kids <laughs> I mean like what are you talking about like I don't even want there to be a federal government I'm so far on the right I want a confederacy like I got a confederate flag right next to that yeah. Palestine flag like I don't want I fucking hate the government uh, but. Just from a more being a moral person, I don't want to slaughter people and I don't want to pay for slaughtering people. There's no point in occupying Gaza. That doesn't benefit the United States at all, but it costs us a lot of money. Like if you don't care about kids, care about your wallet. <laughs> you know, like you're paying for it. 
it hurts our entire foreign policy to sustain this illegal occupation. It makes people hate the United States too. They're like, you Americans are doing this and this and this and this, and they're right. Well, I'm like, well, it's not Americans doing that. It's our Zionist government doing that. We can't get anybody elected uh, who isn't Zog because they run the press. And you will get destroyed in the media. You called a Nazi and all the rest of it unless you toe the line for Israel. And every single candidate is doing so. Well, you've even seen the like AOC and and all of them carrying water for Israel too. Basically, um, mm-hmm. I can't think of any elected leader in the United States. <laughs> I don't know. There's probably one out there somewhere, maybe, but I can't. I can't think of any. That there I've used seen. to be like Jim Trafkant or something, yeah. or Ron Paul, maybe. Like he's just against all foreign aid. But there's yeah. You could name them on one hand, you know, they're just not there. It's because it's almost impossible. Like Ron Paul got in the office because the guy who was in office died. And so there was no incumbent. And he just ran like, oh, he's a doctor. And da, da. they didn't know how libertarian he was, you know. There's some governors and stuff or mayors maybe like Glenn Jacob or that. But the entire Senate, the entire Congress, the president, they're all pro-Israel. And all the positions of power that matter. Did you see, though, the Supreme Court's talking about making uh, making uh, YouTube abide by free speech? That they can't uh, just ban yeah, I people? heard a little bit about that. Yeah, actually. Man, I hope that happens. But then I'm wondering, do we get our channels returned or is it just no more banning from now on? Like, Make it retroactive? Know. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that, actually. If I could get it back, all I'd do is get on and say, everybody come to Rumble. Just on <laughs> principle, I don't want, I'm like, fuck this company, you know, but like, I do want that subscription list that took me 20 years to make, like, or 15 years. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, it's fucked up. Patreon kicks you off, too. They kicked me off, but they yeah. at least gave me a download where I could download people's email. Now, I don't know if I ever used it, but, like, so you could keep into contact with people, though, if you want. Ralph, you should take that email list and dump it into Substack. They let yeah. you, they have a. Really? Oh, do they? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I did. That's how I survived because I got kicked off Patreon the day Glenn Maxwell got arrested. It's because that Gabe Hoffman faggot. And oh then God, he's such. I a finally got guy. my. He's the worst. He's just. He's a little Zionist, little two foot tall weirdo. <laughs> and uh, so I got that list and pumped it into a Substack and was able to gather some portion of it of the Patreons back on there. Of course, they don't stagger your amounts the way Patreon did. It's just like a flat one or a founder. There's only two options, but it's that's how I paid the rent. I mean, like that getting banned on PayPal and YouTube and Patreon and Stream Elements and all you know, I had nowhere to go, and I had no way to rebuild. And Substack wasn't that big a deal back then, but when Glenn Greenwald joined it and some other big names, it kind of bumped up a little, but. You should definitely, if you can get that email list from Patreon, there's a place on Substack where you can uh, import mails, yeah. and you can use that. That might be able to help you. Yeah, I might try that because it did kind of fuck. I'm the master at getting unbanned, unbackable. Yeah. <laughs> I've done it all. So, like, <laughs> yeah, they're unbanning me. Again. Kick like, tomorrow what Boston do? So, like yeah. when the entropy got going, I told everybody. Like yeah. when, uh, yep. Well, and that's you, why you told me you got me on Power Chat. I think yeah. it was you. So, yep. Yep, I remember that. And also, like, they wonder I have so many. Like, now I have a lot of different ways to support the show. I won't read them all out now, but if you want to send a super chat in, use one. But 
Uh, the reason I have so many is because I've had so little <laughs> before too, right? Like, so I don't really see it as a problem to have an extra uh, on the list. Now, maybe if you get to too many, but uh, you know, I remember when it, you might not have any dude or you're just fighting for one so you can keep your, your business alive at all, really. Um, and to think it can happen again. Uh, let oh, some yeah. crazy shit go down and they start hunting for heads. It could definitely happen again. Uh, so don't, I never take that for granted. I don't know about you, but you got to have redundancy because you never know. It usually happens. They all ban you at the same time. Yeah. The exactly. ADL will go. They made a web, like when, when my clothing stores got canceled too. What they did is they just made a, a website. It says, everybody write a letter to this company to get this guy banned. He's anti-Semitic because of this boycott Israel shirt behind me. That's all. And, it, you know, these companies, they don't, they don't contact you. They don't even look at the product to see if it, there's nothing anti-Semitic about boycotting Israel. Israel's a country. It's not an ethnic group. They say, just cancel that person, make the headache go away. That's what they do. And very few will uh, stand up. So if I lived in the U S I'd print all my own stuff and mail them, but to, it's not cost efficient to do that from Asia. So I have to use these middlemen and they're constantly getting canceled. It's not cost efficient to even do it from Mexico. Really. I mean, it's better no. than Asia, but like it's, you're better doing going across the, yeah, I can make so. them cheap in China, but it's the mail. The mail costs more than the damn shirt or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. The, the shipping, a flight to Japan or Korea right now from the U S is like, Two and a half, three thousand dollars. I checked because somebody wanted me to go to Tokyo with them, and I thought about it, but the ticket was literally from Mexico. I think it was like two grand. Or yeah, it's like two thousand dollars. It didn't used to be like that. They don't want you to be able to leave, and a lot of it, half the price for for U.S. tickets, and I think they they have a partnership in Mexico, is security. Yeah, you got to pay all these equity hires to sit on their ass and do nothing. Um, the TSA and the rest of it. And then the fuel is the rest. It's not, and it's, it's not the pilots and all, it's not the airline. It's the, the damn security and the taxes and stuff are more than 50% of the ticket. Then like airport fees and all this stuff, it's all added into mm -hmm. the ticket. Um, and sometimes you're like, Oh, now you have to pay for your luggage too. As it's if you're crazy. going to go on an international Sometimes flight you can without find a luggage, cheaper you know? flight out of Mexico, right? Like you can just find deals and stuff like that. But still, tickets are up everywhere, dude. Like I was thinking about, I had a lot of shit happen. I ended up not doing it. But I was thinking about you can get to it Europe. down to a thousand if you take a thirty-hour flight. You yeah, know? yeah, you can. Yeah, I've seen that. That's like the third option usually, and it's like uh, that's what yeah. I used to do. I'm not yeah, too yeah. old to do that anymore, yeah. but I that's what I used to go home on those thirty-hour flights. Like I'd fly to China first, the wrong direction, and then fly all the way to wherever part of the U.S. I was going, it'd be like a 30-hour trip. And I'm well, like, I, was, I, when I, went to I never want to do that again. Like, I could found <laughs> flights for like $400, $600. You'll never see that again. Like, uh, not anytime mm -mm. soon. I, I don't even think that's possible again. Not but with sanctions getting, on Russia. Yeah. That's another reason you can't fly over Russian territory anymore. So we used to go up, you know, to Alaska and down with the jet stream. But now they got to go around. So they're flying across, like over top Hawaii to California. It takes, you know, more fuel, more time because they won't go in Russian airspace. It's the dumbest damn thing ever. Why don't we have peace with Russia? It's not in our interest to have sanctions and restrictions on Russia. They didn't attack us. 
and Ukraine attacked the Donbass, so they need to own it. It's like, hey, Zelensky, you moved heavy artillery, you broke the Minsk agreement, you fired on elementary schools, and you guys were bragging about it. Stuff. Deal with the consequences. That's not America's problem. Zelensky did that. What do you think? Is he going to lose the fun? I mean, do you think that this is going to hurt uh, him getting some more loot from the United States? This whole Israel. Gaza that thing? was a great meme. I saw Zelensky's like, so what do you think? Two billion more or not yet? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> nah, this, this, sorry, buddy. It's Israel season now. You know, you're off the front page. They were looking for an exit from Ukraine anyway. They, they needed a face saving way to pivot away from that. So. It's all Israel now. It's like, sorry, Zelensky. I mean, even like you said, that Senator whoever was like, oh, yeah. divert all Ukraine aid to Israel. <laughs> yes. Everybody change the flag on your little avatar on Twitter. Put your Israel flag up. Take your Ukraine flag down. It's insane, dude. Like the shift. It I went from COVID season well, to Ukraine season. Who yeah. can out Zionist <laughs> the other too? Even Vivek was jumping on the train. RFK Jr. tried to go hard too. Uh, Haley, we already talked about her. Um, Trump himself. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I no shock there. Sadly. Yeah, sadly. Yeah. Um, it's like he's always been that way. Like I supported him over McCain or I supported Obama yeah. over McCain. I supported Trump over Hillary, Hillary McCain, same thing really. But that's a low bar. Say, like, well, you know, at least Trump's against the war in Ukraine. They're all Zog. They're all Zionists. So you have to pick between other issues because they're all what I call Gaffy grabs ankles for Israel. They, um, they all grab their ankles for Israel. There's not one candidate in the race that says, well, maybe the rabbis shouldn't have raided the mosque. Maybe they shouldn't occupy Gaza in the first place. Not one person. They don't even give because a nod know, to it. It'd be complete. It's media suicide if you did it. Kanye was right about the press. But Kanye's red map was from William Pierce and updated by uh, <clears throat> a rainbow frog, we'll just say. He's out there praying around. Like, look at the media ownership. Like, yeah, look at it. It it's all Zionists. And when you look at some of these holding companies, BlackRock, Vanguard, and stuff, Larry Fink, what do you see? Federal Reserve Chairman, you look at Biden's cabinet, is like we are under Lincoln's foreign Jewish occupation. Oh, yeah, Zionists. Yeah. <laughs> Jewish. Uh, but they all are. It's, yeah, Blinken's a Jew, Sullivan's a Jew, Newland's a Jew, Yellen's a Jew, Garland's a Jew. Like you go down the bottleneck of the most important parts of the cabinet. How did that 2% get 73% of the key positions? Huh? Well, it might have to, well, you look at the press ownership and it's all the same thing. Fox, CBS, CNN, you look at their parent companies and a lot of the presidents and CEOs of these, you know, the MIC. Okay, let's zero in on these weapon companies. Who's the directors? Who's the president? What do you notice? You notice a pattern? It's not American Samoans. It's not the Eskimo. It's, you know, it's somebody, though. <laughs> and you would think, and I don't, I'm not blaming that. I'm like, oh, that's Jews are just crooked or something. I'm saying that it's because of covert Israeli support. If they were all Chinese, you would assume, hmm, maybe China has something to do with this. But when they're all Jewish, they're like, no, they're just better at that job. It's got nothing to do with Israel. It's, they're not infiltrating. It's not spies. Like, yes, it is. I understand a few people being Jewish is that, you know, why not? It's, they're in every other occupation in the United States. But 
the level of monopoly that exists and that they're all also Zionists. It's not, there's never like they're Jewish, but they're not a Zionist. It's like, no, they're always Zionists. Always. Every media conglomerate is owned by a Zionist Jew. All of them. And that can't be coincidence. That is because of covert support from the Israeli state. They push people into prominent positions of power. As like the old the urban moving systems employee said, give us 20 years, we'll take over your media and rule your country. Now let's see here. That was uh, 22 years ago. What do you think? Oh, I see. <laughs> Uh, I see a couple of these. Hold on, let me read this. Uh, Frank says, my dad called me right wing with a smile, and I echoed what Ryan said. I don't want kids to die. How fucked is the world? Uh, pretty fucked, actually. Uh, Galactic says, Gabe Hoffman is tied to the Jewish Internet Defense Force. Yeah, what are you? I didn't realize yeah. he went after you as hard as he does me, and uh, he goes after a lot of people, actually. Well, he got my PayPal canceled. What? He got my Patreon canceled. He bragged about it. On Twitter, he said his his PayPal is next. Because he got my Google AdSense canceled. He's like, his Patreon's next, his YouTube's next. This guy specifically targeted me, called me a Jew hater and shit. Every show I was ever on, he would write them a letter because people would show me the letters with crap he had clipped out of context and stuff and say, this guy's a rabid Jew hater. Now, you, of all people, know how, at, like, I don't cuck to the left or anything, but I don't put up with racist bullshit either. Like, I've been on heel turn. I've been on with David Duke. I've been on TRS. I've argued with like Fuentes and all that, all those supposed like racists. And I've always had the opposite position from them. I'm like, look, this isn't racial teleology. I'm more of the Thomas Sowell camp. Fucking can't stand Israel. I don't like what the policy and stuff, but I don't blame it on Jewishness. Never have. Never blamed a uh, an ethnic group. Like I don't believe in that stuff. And it's not like, oh, I just say that as a matter of tact. I don't believe that stuff but I get targeted as if I do anyway. And even if I did, I don't think people who are racist should be censored. Like why that's not illegal. Like let people have dialogue. That's the only way you're ever going to change their mind. If you force people into an echo chamber, they're not going to change as, as much as I can't stand the, the closet homosexuals over the groupers and stuff. I still think they should be allowed to talk. I don't believe in censorship. Um, I'm starting to change my mind on that. I'm like, I don't know, man. <laughs> Some of this Hasbro, maybe they just need to shut the fuck up. Because like, <laughs> the one thing that got me, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm pretty happy Alex Jones doesn't get to speak anymore. See, that guy was so damaging. And I really wrestle with this because I want to be free speech. But I'm like, that fucking guy is the reason that people can't figure out 9-11. Because every charlatan there was got used his platform to springboard to prominence. And it's, it's just been, life's been so much easier since they shut him the fuck up. Like, that, that's how I could get on Fresh and Fit and sneak on all that. Like, finally, people can hear the truth about 9-11 because Alex is out of the way. So I don't know. Maybe sometimes somebody just needs a pause for a second. But I don't think he ever would have reached the promise he did had he not been saying a bunch of nonsense. Because if you notice, they always turn the dial up on that crap. The loose change and shit like that. And they turn the dial off if you're accurate. But Gabe Hoffman, yeah, he's he's one of these people like, you're a Jew hater. Because I made a film called The Parasite. And Andrew Illingworth had like hands going like this on the cover, which is a symbol for greed. But he took it as like, oh, it was Jewish greed. I'm like, this is greed. If you watch the movie, it's about Lockheed Martin mostly. 
and whatever you know these people aren't arguing good faith they just say shit that they know can get you canceled because he doesn't like my position on israel has nothing to do with jews so fuck him and he's really weird too like he's supposed to be this rich guy i think he is and he like hangs around all these streams and tries to he had this weird film about child trafficking yeah and because i went after the epstein list hardcore and Cernovich and Suss are friends with these people. Gabe did this film and then got all these like non-disclosure agreements. So like, you're going to tell us this for this film so we can use it in this film. Da, da, da. Signed off their story, basically. And then he only reported like half of a percent of it. So the other 99 and a half percent is now they don't they can't tell anyone else. And it wasn't in the film. So it was a way of silencing victims of rape and child trafficking. What a I sick see, fuck. I see Cag Mike. And other people expose him on that. Yep. Thank you for that. Yeah. And again, um, just a really sh- shady guy. Uh, and if you don't bug him. He's got him, little man syndrome. Yeah, dude. He's he, like this tall. Well, he goes around and he like tries to bribe streams too to like promote his Zionist line or it, like, I don't know. It's pretty fucking crazy. Like allegedly he does that. Uh, let's just put it that way. He writes uh, letters behind your back to get you canceled and not get guests on your show. And then if a guest does go on your show, it's guilt by association. Oh, so-and-so was on this show. And this yeah. guy is a known Jew-hating, Holocaust-denying, puppy-kicking, Pete-on-Jesus weirdo. <laughs> just make shit up. Grogman says he's probably watching this. No, he's definitely watching this. Like it's he's not probably this. about it. There's no question about he it. He bragged about getting me censored. And like, I'm not a racist. I hate I hate racist. Um, I'm a race mixer, by the way. I have international and interracial sex all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a product of mixed race myself. So it's like, why would I do that? Zionism is a political ideology of Jewish supremacy. It's as if Nazism still existed. It's just they pick Jew instead of white. I don't know how you could not be opposed to that. But for these identitarians, like he's a Jew. And his whole identity is about like happenstance of birth that he's a Jew. And so he's got to defend the Israeli state no matter what it does. And that's weird. It's like because they're ethnically cleansing their neighbors. And if you oppose that, if you point out the hypocrisy of Israel, if you point out the abuse that Israel does, and the things we're listing, like the Liberty, the Levon Affair, Operation Susanna, Operation Magic Carpet, all these things they've done, then well, they don't see any difference between Israel and Jews. It's just like the ADL. The ADL keeps contradicting itself. They think, well, criticism of Israel is is the same thing as criticizing Jews because it's a Jewish state. Like you, you can call it a Jewish state, but that doesn't make it so. It's a state where people live. A lot of Jews don't live in Israel and don't want to live in Israel. And a lot of non-Jews live in Israel. It's not a Jewish state. It's a state. But they think it's synonymous, and they synonymous. They want uh, to conflate anti-Zionism with anti-Jewishness, anti-Semitism, and that's just not the case. I've been in all these spaces on Twitter and stuff. Now I've seen a lot of Zionists calling for the collective genocide of Palestinians. I haven't seen the opposite. Always hear them. We hate Zionism. We don't hate Jews. I don't agree with killing civilians. I've not seen one person advocate killing civilians and say, I wish Hamas didn't do that. I understand it. You know, da, 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 da. 
But on the other side, it's glass parking lot, kill them all, genocide these people. That's how they feel. It's the epitome of racism from that side. And so it's always projection. Gabe's a racist, so he calls other people racist. Gabe hates non-Jews, so he says people hate Jews. He is everything that he accuses others of. He is guilty of himself. And that's the classic projection. You can see that with the, with the Biden administration, too. Well, by the way, did you see Frank Biden's got it like Hunter Biden-esque nudies and stuff? What a weird I just fuck. saw Guy's that so right old before I went sitting there. fucking naked selfies to, to uh, OnlyFan whores or whatever it is. Little boys, maybe. No. Yeah. I just saw the headline. I didn't pull it up, but I got sent that during the show. Yeah, apparently his dick's It was on a, someone put his nudes on a gay dating site, and he's like, oh, it must have been hacked. So he admits that he put gay selfies all over the place, but it wasn't supposed to be on a, on a, sorry, it wasn't supposed to be on a gay site, just naked selfies. Okay. I'm sorry. Your phone got hacked. But why is this, you know, 70 year old man or whatever he is, 80, like taking pictures in the mirror naked. I mean, he's like, a Biden, you know, like, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. And then you wonder, wonder where uh, Hunter gets it from, you know, <laughs> it comes out honestly. It sounds like, yeah, the guy smoked so much crack. His teeth fell out of his head. He's looking That's around for Parmesan cheese. It's a lot of crack, man. He did a lot of meth, a lot of coke, and seeing hookers constantly. They're like, look, hey, if you want to spend a bunch of money on hookers and blow, whatever, but you shouldn't be the oil minister in Ukraine. <laughs> you know, you shouldn't have these kind of responsibilities if you're going to be constantly not sober. Like, and a lot you of opportunity know, and there the for you illegal. if you are if you are a huge cokehead and whore connoisseur, if you were the oil minister in Ukraine or some something. I don't care if you do if you snort cocaine, but I don't want you flying my yeah, plane. You know, yeah. like I don't want you driving a truck. I don't want you with any responsibility at all because you're high. You know, <laughs> and junkies are going to be junkies. So it's like, okay, you can you can do the drugs. I'm a libertarian on this. Like, do drugs. You can buy hookers. Um, I it's. You're not me. I don't care what you do. I don't have to do it. If you want to do it, do it. But if you're in a position where you can be compromised, right? You have access to the senator or vice president or president, then one of these ethots has leverage over you. And they definitely <laughs> did. If you look at the business deals, Rosemont Syntica, Bohai Harvest, and the rest of it, not Bohai Harvest, Boshilai, they um definitely were doing pay-to-play deals. And definitely were, were manipulating them with Chinese spies and Ukrainian. Hunter doesn't speak Ukrainian, doesn't know anything about you know oil and economics, and yet he gets an $80,000 a month no-show job. That was payment for access because Biden and Obama could give them billions. They got the prosecutor taken off his tail. The guy's so degenerate. And you know... If any of the Trump kids were no. doing meth and nudes and hookers and stuff, it would be all over the media. It would never end. You bunch of degenerates. Blah, it would never end. But the Bidens can do it. His uncle does it. His son does it. His daughter's talking about taking showers with daddy. Such a weird Yeah, that's family. the one that never gets any coverage. And it was just, mm -hmm. I mean, it's real. And she too. was it's old enough to have been having sex because she had been having sex with her friends. She wrote about that earlier in the diary and then talks about taking showers with her dad. Now it's inappropriate. What, <laughs> what kind of dad takes anyway. a shower yeah, with a daughter when they're even old enough to be able to remember it?
or at all, really. I mean, you bathe a baby and stuff. You don't need to shower with them ever. I don't understand that at all. <laughs> like, I don't get but not from some culture where they just all bathe together or something either. I mean, that this is just creepy Biden. You see the way he's sniffing kids. I don't know if he has a shampoo fetish or he just likes to. He likes to like whisper in their ear and smell them, and they like cop some side boob. He takes his creepy fingers on them. They're all like eh, and uncomfortable, and he doesn't on film. He acts like that even when there's a camera because he has no self-control. He can't help himself. It's can't really walk up the stairs. And that's the president. Like, that's the president. That guy, that weird old man that gropes kids became president. And the vice president's even more vapid and clueless. She's just hackling away. <laughs> she seems stoned every day. doesn't know what the hell she's doing. But then you look at their press secretary, and it goes dumber still. There's nobody dumber than that Kareem Jean-Pierre woman. <laughs> oh, God. I can't even watch her press conference. I, just, I, I used I to see watch her face and I think, the redhead a lot. but Oh, she was bad, too, but she was way at better. At least she than, could uh, watch a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, at least she, she would, like, you know she knows she's lying. She yeah, just yeah, has yeah. to say it. Where Jean-Pierre, like, believes it. <laughs> she's that stupid. Well, we have to da-da-da. She's bad. It's such a fall from Kelly McEnany. That that woman had her shit together. She Trump's she pick. Uh, That's one of the few people he picked because usually he's really bad at hiring people. That uh, he nailed it with her. Like she was great. I want to see Press Secretary Sam Hyde. <laughs> That's who I would choose. I'd watch every press conference if that was the case. <laughs> I mean, why Press not? Secretary. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm trying to think of someone better. I mean, Trump would be fun. Shut up. You know? Oh, I saw there was a super chat on Odyssey that said um, Trump would have already bombed Iran by now. What do you what do you think about that? Um, I mean, he did assassinate Soleimani. I think he knows he I think the general's like, we, we can't bomb Iran. You know, like, um, I don't know. I don't know what he would have so. done any different. He's going to say, oh, they wouldn't have done it if it was me. I'm like, yeah, they would have. You wouldn't. You cuck for Israel. We, he he moved the embassy to Jerusalem. He declared the Golan Heights part of Israel. He he did all those Abraham Accords on behalf of Israel. He let Kushner do the plans for him. He, he's uh he thought he had a good relationship with Netanyahu, but he stabbed him in the back. The first person to congratulate Biden after they stole the election was Bibi, Bibi Netanyahu calling to Biden. And I'm like, Trump, do you feel like that frog and the frog and the scorpion story? Why'd you sting me, Mr. Scorpion? And he drowns in the river. <laughs> it's like, because they're Israelis and all they ever do is lie. That's a famous quote from Kennedy. All they effing do is effing lie to me. Yeah, About something happened to that guy too. Yeah, really. something happened to his brother too. And they blamed it on a Palestinian Christian. Hmm. Not over the top at all. They had to be laughing when they thought about one. I mean, uh, they stuck a newspaper in his back, in his pocket to be found in case he they killed him on the scene. Sirhan, and, and Kennedy knows that's not the who killed his father. And I'm like, okay, if you know it wasn't Sirhan, if you like, if you, I think he was going to meet Thane Caesar, which is who actually shot RFK. I think he was going to meet him. Do you not know what happened to your uncle? Do you think it was the CIA because of the Bay of Pigs or like? what are you getting your info from Oliver Stone movies? I'm like, if you never looked into your uncle's death, I don't know. He, cause he seems, he doesn't seem like a dumb man. He seems like an intelligent guy, but like, you have to, 
you gotta know by now what happened to them and either he's playing stupid and acting like he doesn't know because he doesn't want to get shot or what but as hard as he's grabbing his ankles for israel but he's talking about genocide and palestinians too I'm like they killed your dad and your uncle and here you are licking their toes rabbi shmuley and all that I, it was embarrassing it is so hard to watch i'm like watching a kennedy do that after what they've done to his family difficult watching trump do it is like oh, he's some yankee billionaire from new york i expect it but watching rfk do it this is sad and just he came sad out with a very long and groveling statement yesterday again and yeah it was, he it thinks was that's concerning. how he'll get elected whoever is the most pro-israel is who's going to win and they're not wrong <laughs> that's how it goes usually Frank with yeah. a 10 spot says this video is not allowed on power chat. I think that might be because it doesn't play autoplay odyssey videos. Maybe. Um, I don't know though. I know it does. YouTube. I didn't know power chat had the video. I thought it was a separate window. <laughs> yeah. It, it'll, well, it'll play music or background over it. I can turn it on where the media will come up, but that doesn't usually work for me. Maybe I'll test it again though and see. Um, but I was going to ask you, thank you for your time here tonight, by the way, being generous with it. What, what do you think is going to happen um, going forward in Israel and Palestine? Well, the only positive result, like they're going to pound Gaza with their air force. Unfortunately, they're going to kill a lot of civilians like they always do. But I think one thing that'll be different this time than all the other times is you're not going to see resettlement to those areas adjacent to Gaza quickly. Uh, people are going to be very skittish about living next to them at all. So that might be a positive outcome. You, you're going to have to see. I think Saudi Arabia already cut off negotiations with Israel. Um, Iran and most of the Muslim world is pissed off at them. It's very much like it, it always is. You know, they, they fight for a day or two. This one's going a little bit longer. And then everybody jumps in for a ceasefire. The Europeans, America on one side, Middle East on another. Um, but this is the most successful war Hamas has had. They don't care how many casualties they get because the, Israel will bomb them anyway. They've killed about 800 Israelis, mostly soldiers and settlers. And so this is a huge success for Hamas. And so Israel, maybe this time they're talking about, okay, well, never again. Like, we got to really wipe them out. You can't. You can't wipe out Hamas. It's not like, oh, everyone else is pro-Israel and it's just Hamas. Like, they'll just be more to replace them because you're not fixing what causes people to hate you in the first place, which is the occupation. Everybody there is still going to hate your guts and want to be liberated, no matter how many of them you kill, unless you kill two million of them, which is not realistic. The world community would never put up with it. There will be another generation of Hamas or Fatah or whatever that want to uh, get their land back. So short of absolute genocide, there isn't a way for Israel to stop this. They lost territory. They lost soldiers. They lost settlers. They lost some civilians. They took one on the chin. And the face-saving thing is they'll, they'll blow up a bunch of buildings in Gaza and they'll kill a bunch of civilians, as they always do, declare victory and be like, ah, Hamas won't do that anymore. And then they will because the rockets will still come. And they don't have a way like, well, 
Could they take out their factories and this and that? They already have. The, all this stuff they're using is homemade. Like, they don't have warheads. They always say, oh, they're getting support from Iran. I'm like, oh, they got gear for those black market from Ukraine. I'm like, no, they didn't. Because then they have some HIMARS or some Storm Shadow cruise missiles or some really sophisticated, you know, Persian lawnmower suicide drones or body armor, basic stuff that they don't have. They're not getting weapons from Iran. They did not get weapons from the Taliban or from Ukraine. Almost all the entirety of the stuff, the mortars and stuff they have, they built in Gaza. That's why it's as low quality as it is. They're being so successful because of superior tactics and because of absolute cowardice on the other side that just shoots one time and runs away. Now, I'm trying to think uh, if we if we hit everything, I'm trying to think of another question about Israel, Palestine. Oh, what do you think? No, I got one. I what agree. You- Fuck Lincoln. What? <laughs> <laughs> but what do you think about the theory that Netanyahu let this happen uh, in order to? He did. Um, okay. I think, yeah, I think I, we did cover this in the very beginning, or maybe I was in, said this in a space. I've been doing a bunch of interviews, but he was warned by Egypt. We know that now. They did do a provocation by letting all those rabbis storm the mosque. So, but I don't think he thought this is what happened. He thought they'd fire a couple rockets like they usually do. And then he'd respond to that. Netanyahu needed a war. He had all these domestic problems with the Supreme Court and internal issues. People were protesting against him. And so a little conflict with Gaza is just what he needed. Unify the country against the Palestinians. Because he's been murdering people in the West Bank all year. And despite all the provocations, they still haven't reacted. When they went after the mosque on the Jewish holiday, he knew that was going to get it done. But I don't think he anticipated 5,000 rockets and them actually going into lower Israel. He thought, they'll shoot a few times, and then we'll go and kvetch about the rockets, and then we'll go and bomb them. And like, Because every other time, that's how it's gone. They've just wiped them out and they've hardly taken three or four casualties or something. Now they've lost hundreds of soldiers. They underestimated Hamas. They they knew the provocation. They knew it was coming. They even were warned about it. And they either they ignored that intelligence or it was on purpose. Like, I don't care. I want a war. I have too many domestic problems. That seems to be the case. That's speculation. Like, we don't know what's going on in Netanyahu's head, but we know that the Egyptians warned him of a coming attack. And we know that there was a massive provocation in the mosque with all these rabbis going in there, which could not possibly have expected any other outcome other than negative. So they did this on purpose. They doing what they love, dancing Israelis and knocking down towers and then blaming Muslims. They never change. It never changes. It never changes with Israel. Um, now let's see. Yeah, if you Isn't got any, real. if you got any questions, super chat them in. I got one more question here. Um, have you yeah, I got to go in a couple yeah, minutes. Yeah, so. that's what I was about to let you go. What about Azerbaijan and uh, the Armenian uh, little dust up there? And uh, what does that say about Russian influence in the region? Well, I mean, Israel supports uh, Azerbaijan, obviously, and so. Russia's got its hands full with Ukraine and basically fighting NATO. So, yeah, they give some moral support to Armenians. Armenians can hold their own on a defensive war, but they had a war, what, like a year and a half ago? It's popping off there again, Kosovo and Serbia a little bit, but I don't think those will escalate too much. Um, it's That's more or less dying down. I hope. Like I, I hope I'm not wrong about that. It would, it would be horrible 
if they continued. But um, Russia will intervene if it gets too bad, and they can they can just you know the the threat with Azerbaijan is getting an Azeri revolt in Iran because like twenty five percent of the northern population of Iran are Azeri or you know Azerbaijanis. So that's that's their real color coded revolution is to heat things up and have it spill over into Iran because they don't have a way to get at Iran other than to foster some sort of internal conflict of people already in Iran. It's too mountainous. It's, they have too much air defense. They can take out the oil fields like I was saying earlier. So causing revolt within Iran by having the, uh, that uprising is one of the plots that's been floated around. But as far as with Armenians, they're fighting over that territory, um, contested territory. Uh, Armenia will lose, and which sucks. But uh, and then that'll be the end of that conflict. They're not going to like annex the whole state or anything. Ryan Dawson, thank you so much for coming on tonight on the Kill Stream, being very generous with your time. Why don't you tell people where to find you and what you'll be doing? I imagine I know what you'll be doing the next couple of weeks for sure. Will be Israel Palestine. Probably be covering yeah Gaza stuff, but uh, I'm Ryan Dawson on Rumble, and then ANC Report on Telegram, and Knock on Wood, Rye Liberty on Twitter. So. Uh, What's going on with JF? Did you want me to? Oh, yeah. You know what? I was actually thinking about asking you that. And then I was like, I don't know. Should I ask him or not? That actually passed by my mind. I'm going to ask you what what is going on. Like they dropped off a girl or something like he dropped her off and uh, he said she's a free spirit. And then he's been sounding really creepy. We watched his interview with the dick show. She got out. No, (laughs) I don't know. Uh, But uh, he did an interview with Dick Masterson and he went over the ways to like get away with murder basically. And um, I don't know if he's just playing into it. I mean, oh, probably I, anybody. I don't think on. so, but I mean, <laughs> no. but he's creepy enough that, I mean, if you don't like, I think he's playing it up at this point, right? Just, just French pay attention to him, but like, it's not creepy. It does it's freak French. some of these people out because they watch <laughs> like true crime 24 seven too. And he literally sounds like, okay, well, for the, he's not stupid enough. If he had done something like that, then he would like, he's just, I mean, that's what I it. tend to think too. Right. Obviously he uh, didn't kill his girlfriend. Come on. Like, I mean, I don't whatever. think so, but it's like, well, he's out there playing around <laughs> like, like he did so though. Like so he's playing around so like he did though. Like, I mean, it's like, okay, people are taking him at face value or like running with the meme or whatever, but he's like playing into it, right? Uh, I don't know. I guess it works. I'll for ask him. But... I mean, I, I feel like I'll that's ask why him I didn't right ask now. you because I knew I thought you went on his show here and there. And so that's why I didn't. Yeah, I, mean, I guess we're friends. I mean, like, I, I, you know, I don't know him very well. I just sort of, you know, sometimes I watch the show, sometimes I see his Twitter or whatever. And then I'm seeing all this weird stuff about Mama JF. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. This is gory for shit or what is this, you know? And, um, but yeah, that's, that's odd. So I, I'll ask him about what's going on. I I'm sure they probably, griper. it's just weird. Everybody's been covering it. Yeah. Go yeah I don't know. Like, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I didn't know. Um, it's just, that's my go-to and there's some bullshit online. Like, was it these idiots? Um, <laughs> he probably got in a fight with her and dropped her off and you know, they broke up and she went wherever, probably went home. Who knows? But I got to bounce. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you stopping by. Ryan Dawson, live on the kill stream. Farewell to him. Uh-oh. The fade to space there. We are... What are we? First off, I got a song from James Gardner. Up over a 1,000 viewers there for Mr. Dawson. I thought that was really good. And uh, I didn't have to 
just get out of the way, basically ask a few key, make a few key interjections with some queries. And um, I thought that was, I thought that was pretty good. We'll have that clipped out on its own as well. But we're getting on a pretty good interview streak here now. And tomorrow we're supposed to have a big interview at night, but they're going to check back in in the morning. We may have to shift that around. We'll see. Uh, 1075 across all platforms. Uh, 1,075. Uh, so that's pretty cool right there. Uh, back over the 1,000 mark. That's always nice. Um, but tomorrow we'll see. It may move around. It was supposed to be at 7 p.m. Eastern, but I got an email during that interview there, actually, and they're like, well, I'll, we'll email you in the morning because that person's like getting pulled all over the place. So we'll see. It may be a little sooner, maybe a little later. I don't know. We'll see. It should get nailed down in the morning. Now, this was sent in. Oh, yes. Powerchat.live slash the Ralph Retort. What are we at? 58% uh, of the way there. $125 away from meeting the War Watch Fund. It's smaller because the show, although we've been going about four hours now, but it's not during the middle of the day. So the max is probably like, Six, seven, something like that, if we really get rolling, because I'll have to go get something to eat at a certain point. But I thought that interview was a classic, uh, very timely. So if you enjoyed that, some of you did support during the interview. If you're still watching, we got some other stuff to cover. We'll probably watch some more of the France and stuff. I hate to do that to the chat. I don't know. Like the stream, though. That is free. That's right, ready, tidy. Definitely like the stream, because you don't have to pay anything to like the stream. Frank was showing that 